Will there be unrest? Are they going to steal it? Is it a landslide for Trump? I want to get his take on all of this. Stefan Molyneux, I mean, can you feel the energy, my friend? I got to tell you, Alex, uh, I've never been a big sports fan for watching sports, but getting pulled into this election cycle uh, and being so interested in the outcome. It's kind of like watching a football game where the winning team gets to rule Western civilization for the next thousand years. So pretty yes, damn important. It's quite an intense time. <laughs> so it's the most important game ever. Yes, uh, this is where it all comes down to. This is literally the winner-take-all election, because if Trump gets in, then the Republican mandate, uh, at least the ones that the Republican people want, the Republican supporters want, not the one that the rhinos have been bait-and-switching Republicans with for the past couple of decades, they get their mandate. If the uh, if the Democrats get in, they're going to legalize, of course, all the illegal immigrants. We already know that the media is largely in the tank for them, and they will be uh, unbeatable uh, statistically for pretty much ever. And I so love how I'm sitting here babbling and you crystallize it perfectly. Walk through this. The U.S., for all its problems, is the inheritor of Western civilization, the new Atlantis, Francis Bacon, the Renaissance, uh, the Rosicrucians, whatever you want to call it, that idea. Here we are, all this wealth, true liberalism, all this freedom, being pissed on by the multinationals telling us we're not the liberals when we are the original liberals. Uh, we're the folks that ended slavery. We're the ones behind it. So, so, so we're now learning to live in this mind control zone. As you said, this decides where Western civilization goes for a very long time. Uh, it's such clear choices here. Uh, break it down. Well, okay, so uh, the question is, are the rulers below or encapsulated within the rule of law? This, of course, has been something that Western civilization has been fighting for over a thousand years. You could say back to the time of Socrates, 2,500 years ago, we've been trying to put this control, this lid over the power of the rulers. And I think we can see with the, what, five now, I guess down to four after Comey's um, um, review of a tiny subset of the 650,000 emails said that they found no smoking gun of intent, which of course nobody expected them to find. We've got four other FBI investigations into Clinton associates or their immediate families. And this uh, Clinton stuff has been going on for decades. As you know, you've been covering it for a long time. I've been observing it for a long time. Are the rulers below the rule of law? Can they be encapsulated and controlled by the rule of law? If not, we're back to monarchy, but a very well-armed monarchy and a monarchy with incredible electronic surveillance and control tools a monarchy with powers we never could have anticipated in the past, or are we going to put government back under the rule of law? Are we going to have debates about ideas rather than demographics? It all comes down to tomorrow. That's right. And again, it's, it's the most racist thing ever when Christians and patriots come, real Christians, and, and, and get rid of slavery worldwide. England bans it. And then somehow they turn it around when we're the ones making it not about what color you are, but what you stand for. Now under the Democrats and with all the minorities as if they were going to be more altruistic or better than a white person. No, they're just the same. They're being turned to little Klan members. And, and we're hearing the most racist crap ever. And, and the colleges are all self-segregating. And we're hearing taught white people are inherently the problem and must be exterminated. It is just... As a classical liberal, it totally flips me out that it's, it's such a quick move to this. But the left, you know this as well as I do, I'm sure, but it may be new to your to your audience, Alex. The left doesn't care about minorities. They don't care about women. They care that good people want equality for the races. They care that good people want equality for the for the gender, for the sexes. And so what they do is they say, well, we care about blacks. Well, how much do they care about Clarence Thomas or Herman Cain or other black uh, Republicans? Well, they generally try to destroy and smear and, and all that kind of stuff. How much do they care about some of the amazing women who were on the right? That's how right. They, they bully them and they treat their people like they own them.
Yeah, it's not about it's 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 trying to take our natural care and concern for equality between the races and the genders and turning it against us. It is a lever. It is a mechanism to use our best and most noble qualities against us. It's a way of advancing socialism and collectivism and central planning using our sympathies for various groups. They don't care about these groups other than a sort of pinion or ratchet way to get into more and more power. That's right, and we, we see it in the WikiLeaks, how they're dividing groups, how they want to, quote, keep us dumb, keep us in the dark, keep us confused, keep us poor. I mean, I knew all this watching them, but I knew they were telling CNN and, 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 and MSNBC what to do, but it's all there, a total blueprint. How does Hillary survive this, even if she steals it? I mean, is this not a classic Pyrrhic victory? Well, of course, it would depend on uh, how stern Congress would be in the aftermath of a Hillary presidency. Would they go after her for some of the alleged law-breaking activities that she's been engaged in? Would there be an impeachment? Uh, that would be up to uh, the spine and resolution of the Republicans in Congress. And of course, I'm not exactly sure where that stands. I think that they've been stiffened up a little bit by Trump, who's lent them some significant free market spine. But uh, I don't know if they would have the resolution to go in. It would really depend maybe on the Republican voters to see how staunch they they would be. But Alex, at what point this collusion coming out of the WikiLeaks, coming out of the DNC leaks and the Podesta emails, the collusion between the Clinton campaign uh, and various media outlets. Dear Lord above, Alex, at what point is this just a campaign donation? At which point are they just going to be registered as PACs and be honest about it? Well, that's why they want to take all libertarian or conservative or any other anti-war, whatever they don't control, and make that political speech something taxable, controllable, because they're going to be exempt from all this just as they've been with the whole IRS persecution, no 501c3s to conservative groups or libertarian groups or veterans groups or gun groups, tens of thousands of their groups. It truly is, as you say, a monarchy where they hand out the licensure, the letters of mark, uh, just like Obamacare, thousands of waivers to big companies so don't have to do it, but I have to do it. Well, how do I compete then? Well, I don't. I'm supposed to go away. And this is the amazing thing. When you think of the amount of cultural and educational and um, academic force behind the Democrats that they're still faltering at the moment. You know, the Democrat-controlled government schools controlled children's minds for 12 years, indoctrinating them into big state, big government policies. Uh, you have the withholding informa of information in crucial elections, like blaming Benghazi on a video when they knew it was false. You have the importation of tens of millions of uh, immigrants from the third world. Last they're inflicting children reliably. with super guilt if they're white and then teaching minorities who are a majority to hate because they're now a, minor, a, a majority of the schools to hate the white kids. Uh, they are inflicting them with all this environmental crime. Uh, they're creating basket cases. Sorry. No, and so you have uh, you have education, you have Hollywood, you have academia, you have the mainstream media constantly pounding this Prava style misinformation and ignoring facts and rejecting rational arguments, rejecting empirical evidence. And still, like watching a superhero coming crawling out of the wreckage, comes the clarity and resolution of the American people of all races and genders wanting to push back against this tidal wave of misinformation. To me, this is a truly heroic time. Watching, it's like watching. I it's so epic. It's, it's, it's travels pull his way out of these these chains of these tiny people. No, I totally agree. It's like watching Samson, even though the American people have their eyes gouged out and their ears gouged out and have been starved to death for 10 years in a dungeon, still knock the pillars down. I think we're reaching that moment. So, so Stefan, looking into your political crystal ball, you're a smart guy. Uh, you saw this coming a long time ago. What does your gut tell you? Uh, I mean, if they rigged everything else, they're going to rig the election. They've been caught. It's all in the WikiLeaks. What do we do if... There's all this evidence of fraud already coming out. They're oversampling in the polls. Still, he's winning in those polls. If he loses in oversampled polls against him, 
I mean, if he's winning in polls that are oversampled and then he loses in the general election, we know there's a fraud. They already told us in plain view, oh, your vote doesn't matter in the primary. The Republican Party will decide we are sovereign. George Will actually said the sovereign party will decide, not a mere plurality of the public. It, he let us know his arrogance from the Washington Post. Well, guess what? My website's bigger than yours, according to Comcast, dumbass. You sit there, I am I am George Will, I wear a bow tie, you don't count, we are the sovereign. What the hell's wrong? He's as stupid looking and ridiculous as Kim Jong-un. Well, the key, of course, to winning the election is to have, win, uh, to have Trump win by such a margin that it becomes impossible to rig. Uh, so that, of course, is, is one solution. And really, I think it's a solution that would be the very best. If it's close uh, or if there appears to be some significant manipulation of the vote, if it wasn't Trump, I would say that the Republicans would probably cave. But Trump is a fighter. Trump is somebody who, as he's always said, you hit me, I'm going to hit back harder. Uh, he is going to stand for the right process. He is going to stand to make sure that the election is as honest as possible. I don't think he's going to fold if he thinks something really uh, untoward has occurred. And that, of course, may be the only hope. Uh, if, if it's close enough and it appears to be... Um, some, some hinky stuff going on. If it wasn't Trump, uh, I would say there'd be a folding, but I don't think that will be with him. And someone named Mr. Podesta was in emails to top Democratic operatives. This was in, I think, Data Dump 12. And they said, there's going to be some wet work in the next few days. They're like, oh my God, we made the decision. And they go, yes, we're going to launch operations, batten down the hatches, it's going to get rough. I mean, those are terms they use. And then uh, the Supreme Court justice who last time defeated them in 2000, we're not saying Bush is good, but you know what happened. Now it's going to be 4-4 split. They would have had Scalia to put Trump in. So Scalia sleeps with the fishes. And then the Washington Post, the same publication, let us know a month later, oh, he was in a secret society when he died and there was a pillow on his face. Bye-bye. I mean, they just throw it in our face. I think the key thing to understand for me about the left, Alex, is uh, that it's impossible to really fathom their motives and their machinations without understanding that they're addicts to power. And uh, if you've ever known somebody, and I hope you haven't, but if you have ever known somebody in your life who's a real addict, whether it's uh, sex or gambling or drugs or, or alcohol or whatever, they will do anything to get their drug of choice. They will step over bodies. They will destroy their lives. They will lose their savings, their marriage, their relationships with their children. Look at the Clintons. Look at the Clintons. Look at the Clintons. They are everywhere they go. We learn at the State Department, you name it, White House, they steal everything. They're mentally ill. They are addicts to, they believe everything is theirs. They have this total entitlement mentality. And they'll be as nice to uh, whoever holds that power. In this case, it happens to be the American electorate. And of course, the complaint has been made by African-Americans. And I think quite reasonably that the Democrats will kind of bungee in and be, love them to death uh, every time they need their votes. And they'll bungee back out and leave the inner cities to continue. Until Look at Haiti. Look at Haiti. Yeah. Yeah, they bungee in and, and they, they say all of these wonderful, great things are going to happen. And as soon as they get what they want, you know, it's like it's like a drug addict who comes to you because they want to borrow 50 bucks. Well, they're real nice to you until you get you give them the 50 bucks and then they vanish. And then they're only going to come back when they want more. So if we frame the left uh, as, as addicts for power, then I think it's a lot easier to understand how they operate and what they're doing. There's no particular standards. It's just, can I get the next hit of my drug of choice? Well, let me give people a little insight into Trump's psychology, because before I started endorsing him, I did a lot of research, people that know him. If it's a big, powerful corporation or a group, he's obsessed with beating them. And nobody's going to cheat him. But with little people in his organization that work hard, 
it's almost like he has this, almost like a white guilt or something. He like promotes minorities, women, puts them in charge. They work hard. He gets super loyal to them. That's why Jesse Jackson gave him an award for hiring record numbers of black folks and putting them in positions of power. And the truth is when he says, great energy, I love, I love, you know, black people. It's not a patronizing thing. Trump, Trump likes like real people. I don't know. He likes energy. He likes not putting on an act. He likes confidence. And he likes boxers. He likes men. And he just, he can't stand going to these black areas and seeing what horrible squalor it is and, and, and the corruption of what the Democrats have done. He literally sold people on LGBT freedom. The Democrats wouldn't even mention it. Hillary wouldn't even do it. Okay, he literally sold everybody on reparations, which you shouldn't do reparations because whites did something, but okay, let's have tax exemption for black folks in these areas. Let's have uh, tax credits to move businesses in for people that actually want to take advantage. Uh, yeah, sure. Let, let's help groups that have been disadvantaged with, with the tax code, you know? Instead of these elite billionaires, the, the, people, the black people should be falling down before Donald Trump, what he's done. It's total trailblazing. Instead, we go out in public and have groups running up screaming, you homophobe, you support Donald Trump, you son of a bitch. And I'm like, we've got it on them, what are you talking about? He wants, he wants to kill gay people, and it's total made up crap. Well, okay. First of all, Donald Trump has the amazing ability, even though he grew up relatively privileged and, of course, is immensely wealthy. But as far as I've read and, and what he said and the people I've talked to, he, he likes hanging out with the construction workers rather than the, the sort of black tie affair. Rich no, that's it. He, he doesn't like the elites. Cab drivers. And he's got the common touch. He's got a huge amount of power. He's vastly intelligent. The man's a complete genius. I mean, this, he just wandered into politics and is winning against somebody who's been in politics for decades. That's immensely impressive. That's like a boxer wandering off the street and taking down Mike Tyson. I mean, you've got to give the man some props for his skills, his resolution, his courage, his thick skin, his dedication his passion, and his seriousness. There's almost nothing more powerful in public and have life. You, and they say no one has ever campaigned like this. He is the total presidential material. Look at him. Can you imagine him negotiating? events yesterday? I mean, good Lord, that is a, I don't know how much coffee I'd have to drink to do five giant speeches in a day, but the man's 70, and he's a complete workhorse and a powerhouse, and he has this capacity to connect with the needs of the people. Well, here's what happens. He, he, he thrives on beating people that are trying to suppress him. And he sees America, he sees himself as America. That's why they're so scared. They figured out, oh my God. <laughs> we'll be back with Stefan Molyneux. <laughs> you know what? We want to be bigger than the BBC and the Wall Street Journal combined. We don't want to just be bigger than them like we are right now, according to Comcast and others. We want to be bigger than all of them combined, like, like Drudge is, basically. We want to just absolutely show them, not in some weird exercise of dominance, but because we know they're a fraud, they're a joke, and they've collapsed. Because it's not that we're that big, it's they're, they're that small now. And the fact that there are Stefan Molyneux and so many others, now there's hundreds and hundreds of prominent, smart, really cool, educated people hitting on all cylinders. And it's the reawakening of humanity. So as negative as things are, and as bad as some of it is, Hillary just canceled two hours ago. She was gonna. She already had to set up her victory fireworks display, and it's on Infowars.com. She canceled it. Stefan, in the five minutes we have left, I want to commend you. I want to invite you back on a regular basis. You know, more than once a month. We appreciate the work you do, and I'm going to give out your website here for a moment. People should mark it down. Uh, that is FreeDomainRadio.com. But Stefan, do you disagree with me? If you do, please tell me. But I, I just seem to feel it, see it intellectually at, a, at a, just a mathematical level. It's almost euphoric, the victory we're having. But then I got to be honest, they got the nuclear weapons. They've seized control. They're still in charge. They still tax me. 
they still control the enforcers, even if the enforcers are awake and don't like what's happening. So I shouldn't, as the wolf says in Pulp Fiction, we shouldn't start taking care of each other quite yet. Well, here's the thing, Alex, and I sort of want to put this out to your audience to to remember that the wheels of truth, of reality, of justice, of evidence do turn slowly. And many times in human history, it has felt that there is no possibility of survival, of flourishing, of freedom, uh, of, of reason, of evidence, of connection, of virtue. There have been many times where it looks like society is falling like Atlantis into a boiling sea of collectivism and moral decay. And that is when people need to step up. If you know this information, you need to become a leader in your community. Don't consult. Don't necessarily just have debates. Be a leader. Get the information into people's heads however you can. That's it. Get aggressive now. Get leader. aggressive. Get aggressive. Yeah. Now's the time. What, what, what do you have to lose? The alternative to not being an aggressive leader in your own community and making people understand how important it is right now to do the important thing, to take a stand for everything that our forefathers built, all the freedoms, all the equalities, equality under the law, equality of the genders, opportunities for everyone, the pursuit of happiness. Millions of people's, millions of men's bloods were shed for this incredible opportunity, this great, glorious cathedral of freedom we've all inherited. Now is the time to take a stand, to take leadership, to protect it. And it doesn't matter if people don't like you. And it doesn't matter if you think that they're in your face. It doesn't matter at all. Because what matters is we keep our freedoms. And it's like taking the drink away from the drunk. He may dislike you in the moment, but down the road, he is going to get on his hands and knees and thank you for saving him from himself. And that is our job right now. I think that's the most powerful two minutes of radio I've heard in, t in 10 years. Stefan, you crystallized it, and that's the great abomination. The tyrants couldn't compete with a moral group of people that wanted equality, so they, in the 60s, became the supposed leaders of the movement to then only invert it and create a giant infighting, race-based, gender-based thing. And it's so outrageous to see them attacking the West that has been the heart and the soul and the fulcrum of Renaissance it's truly an abomination. But, but, but once you see the deception, it all crystallizes. And we don't have much in common with our leaders. This is the thing. I'm going to say this to everyone, particularly those who are tempted by Hillary Clinton. Blacks, whites, men, women, we are a horizontal slave pen of tax livestock at the moment. Do not identify with the leaders who want to increase their power over you. It is horizontally that we're going to find our freedom. It is in our support of each other. Race, community, sex, gay, straight, doesn't matter. It is in our solidarity with each other that we are going to gain our freedom. Get rid of all of this overstating power, all of this intrusion, all of this control, these regulations, these high taxes, these foreign wars. And we shall find a peace with each other horizontally. We shall find a tribalism and, and, and a companionship with each other that means we don't have to look upwards anymore to, to, to get connection. We get connection with each other. We build communities with each other. What a glorious place that will be. Because at the, at the ground level is real connection. All the other connection is artificial. Absolutely beautiful words. It's all artificial. It's all about not giving us connection. Everything they do saying, put a baby in a crib. Don't touch people. Don't, don't have sports. Don't go through crises. Don't go through trials. Don't go through rituals. Don't go through rites of passage. They admit it's all about killing leadership, killing free association, killing ascension of the species. It, I don't believe in space aliens in closing, but the attack the globalists are involved in Stefan Molyneux is what I would do if I was an alien force trying to kill a species and keeping it from going to the stars.
Well, of course, united we stand and divided we fall. And the goal of those who want to rule over us is to set us against each other with artificial divisions, whether it's the color of the skin or the gender or sexual orientation. None of these things matter. We are all good people who wish freedom and wish equality under the law. Turning against each other is only handing more and more ammunition upstairs to those who would rule over us. And it is a suicidal course. We must reach out to each other in companionship. That solidarity is what destroys oligarchical hierarchies and nothing else in the long run will do. And that's while they're desperately opening up huge new forms of division so nakedly, the opposite of what Martin Luther King said. I know you're back tonight, I'm told. This is great. 7 p.m. with Rob Dew, with more with Stefan Molyneux. Stefan, powerful radio. Thank you. Thank you, Alex.